Did you know that occupational therapists, physical therapists, and speech-language pathology professionals support older adults as they not only recover from an injury, surgery, or illness, they also provide services to help achieve health goals and improve the quality of life. Hello, everyone. This is Cheryl Musial, and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, Therapy Solutions No Matter the Location, we are joined by Tammy Brewer, Certified Senior Advisor and President of Care Patrol Cobb Cherokee, and Regina Sitterly, Occupational Therapist and Founder of Mobile and Home Therapy Solutions. Well, welcome, Regina and Tammy. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Cheryl. Glad to be here. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah, it's great to join you, awesome ladies. Well, Regina, can you please describe to our listeners what exactly is occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech language pathology, all the services that are typically provided and the reasons or conditions that these therapy services may be prescribed, especially for older adults? Yep. Yep. Sure. I was just about to say we specialize in older adults, although the rehab fields can address any age. But when it comes to older adults, it's specifically in the rehab field, usually dealing with when something has happened. For example, an injury, a hospitalization, or maybe a neurological event, something that's really suddenly changed in their health. And what we're trying to do is get them back to the level that they were before, or maybe even better. Or sometimes we help them compensate. You know, if they're not going to really get better, how can they still be living a meaningful life and be as independent as they can be? So occupational therapy, that's what I am. I'm most partial to OT. We really, in my opinion, should be called functional therapists because OTs deal with activities of daily living which are your basics, bathing, dressing, cooking, cleaning. And it could be somewhat more intense, like medication management, money management, planning meals, going to the grocery store, all of that sort of thing that involves function. Physical therapy is strength, endurance, balance. If someone has pain in their muscles or joints, Physical therapists are going to address all of those areas. And speech therapists, people most you, most often think of speech therapists for swallowing. Uh, so that would be someone, like if you gave someone a drink and they coughed right away, especially an older person, they probably do have swallowing issues that could lead to aspiration. So speech therapist works on swallowing, but they also work on not only speaking abilities, but comprehension so a lot of patients who have dementia could benefit from speech therapy because they work on cognitive skills in order to comprehend language. So there's a lengthy description of each one. Oh, this is so helpful, Regina. Thank you for clarifying those differences between all the different types of services. I think it's very confusing, especially for caregivers and older adults, and most importantly, like why they're needed. Thank you for sharing that. I was wondering, you know, Tammy, turning to you, can you provide a real life example, especially as a certified senior advisor, even like a, a personal story of how therapy services benefited a client of yours? Absolutely. I can actually talk about my own father-in-law. He had moved in with us a little over a year ago and he'd injured his, his hip. He actually has an impingement. 
and he'd injured his neck trying to walk up a ladder, oddly. And I reached out to Regina because the concept of family having to drive him to an outpatient therapy center just really wasn't convenient for everyone and not something he was comfortable with. He's extremely cold natured. So having to get outside in the winter and go to therapy, he was very resistant to, but in a lot of pain. Uh, So in talking with Regina, she was able to get us a therapist to work with him in his room, in our home, using things in his own home. And he quickly developed quite a relationship with the young woman who was coming. He thought she was fantastic praised her every time she left, that she was very friendly. Uh, so she really did get him working. On the the professional side, we certainly encounter a good portion of our clients who require, uh, especially the functional therapy, uh, things like uh, poor gait, poor balance. Uh, if we can work with occupational and with physical to get back to a baseline or create a new baseline where the resident can either remain in home or move to an environment where care is provided, they still want to be as functional as possible. So we'll use therapy in those situations as well. Well, thank you, Tammy, for sharing the personal story of your father-in-law's injury. And I hope he's been able to be rehabbed a little bit more and is a little bit more. Oh, he's doing great. Awesome. That's so good to hear. Well, you know, you mentioned a little bit about the different places where therapy could be received in the clients you've worked with. I was wondering what are some of those frequently asked questions, Regina, that family members and caregivers have about therapy services. And Tammy, feel free to jump in after Regina. I was just you're thinking about like location and ways to pay for services. Outpatient, Tammy, you mentioned a little bit about that as well. And also Regina and you know, just those different areas where they one can live to receive services. Yeah, there are so many places to get therapy services, and it kind of depends on the level of care that they're at. So I like to talk about the continuum of care. So like I said before, usually something is happening kind of urgently that starts the need. For example, a hospitalization. So you can get therapy at the hospital. In fact, I would encourage family members, if it hasn't been ordered, they can ask, hey, can we get PT and OT ordered in here? And speech, of course. And then after hospitalization, perhaps the person would need rehab at an inpatient setting. There's acute care and subacute care. Both of those are specifically for, for rehab, PT, OT, and speech. Then the person might discharge home. Home could be assisted living. It could be their own private home. They can get home health. Home health is short-term meant to stabilize the person and they have to be homebound. Okay, and then they get PTOT speech there too, if if the home health deems it appropriate. Then they can go to outpatient and outpatient can be done at an outpatient brick and mortar clinic, like Tammy referred to, or it can be done at home if you can find a mobile company. And Medicare pays for all of these services as well as many of the Medicare Advantage plans. So it, it's super cool that our our therapy is our, let me say, it, it's respected, right, in the medical community, so that doctors will order therapy 
insurance will pay for it. And it's through the entire continuum of care that it can be paid for, which I think is super cool. It can be really, really helpful. Uh, one of the, the topics that many of our clients become confused around or the, the rules are unclear is how long can therapy go and who decides when therapy is done? That's a great question. I will answer to outpatient therapy. So outpatient therapy can be done as long as there's a medical necessity. And that means the patient has progress that they should and can make. So the therapist says, all right, well, before this person was walking around independently, they drove to the grocery store, they were totally fine. Now they need max assist to stand up. So the therapist could say, I think it's going to take 12 weeks to get them back on their feet. And we're going to come three times a week to work on it. So in that case, therapy can go quite a while. And the therapist is the one who it's their obligation to justify that progress is being made and that the patient still has progress to be made. So those are, those are great distinctions. Uh, progress to be made. Uh, that's a, a really big help. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and Tammy, I was wondering, so in your experience with the clients that you're serving it, to find senior placement care solutions, what is what is your experience in assisted living facility and also at home health? Okay. So the vast majority, it's kind of a standard that in assisted living, they may partner with a therapy company and a resident can utilize those services. They just need an order from their doctor to continue their as home health, if you will. So they can use that. Plus, um, if the communities may also offer things like exercise class. And usually their in-home therapy company is on site to help operate some of those classes. Uh, what a lot of families don't realize is they're not limited to just the company who's in the facility, in the assisted living community. With a doctor's order, they can reach out to any company that they have a relationship with. So, for example, if I had a client who was using uh, Regina services and they wanted to continue, we have to let them know that they can absolutely continue to use the same therapist they were using, even though there's another company in the building. Yeah, right. Any, any Medicare provided service, the patient is entitled to a choice of which provider they use. And Regina, on that thought, I was wondering, what are some of the other frequently asked questions that you are faced with when working with your clients? I would say a huge question, especially when they're in the home, is can mom or dad stay at home? Can we get them to the point where they can manage here by themselves? Is assisted living a good choice? And as therapists, we're oftentimes giving our professional recommendations about the safety of our patients to their families. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of times people coming home from a hospital or a rehab center are wondering, what should we do and how we're going to manage? So those are definitely the questions we get the most. People are so unsure how to handle a sudden change. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And Tammy, I'm sure you're faced with those similar questions. How have you helped respond to some of those questions that families have had? It can be very surprising and overwhelming for a family. Kind of walk through a standard scenario. You you have a, a woman who was living home alone, doing all of her own activities of daily living, and family just dropped by and visited as, you know, time goes by. And then there was an injury. We ended up in the hospital, perhaps a broken hip, perhaps other injuries, and we go to a subacute rehab center for inpatient therapy. And a family will call me and say, well, I was just told that mom has to leave. Medicare has stopped paying. She's been there for two and a half weeks and she's discharging on Friday. What do we do? Mm -hmm. And they're concerned because she doesn't have the same level of functionality that she had prior to the injury. Well, there's differences in what is paid for inpatient therapy versus once we go home, we're no longer needing to be in an inpatient facility. We can go to a less restrictive form of care, and that can be at home or in assisted living, augmented with home health, which would bring in your outpatient therapy in your own home, where you will continue to progress. So one of the frustrating things for a lot of families is this expectation that in 20 days, we're all better. An injury may not may not be resolved in 20 days, so we're going to still have additional therapy. And that's where the therapist and their communication comes back to, okay, this is our plan to continue our functionality. And as Regina mentioned, if we can see that there is more gains to be had, we're making progress, then the therapy can continue. Yeah, the uh, the only thing I want to add to that or maybe clarify. Thank you. Is home health and mobile outpatient therapy are separate. And the cool thing about that is home health can help a patient stabilize with nursing care, physical occupational speech therapy, and it's very short term. So once a patient stabilizes, they can then transition to mobile outpatient therapy and have the therapy for long-term. Just to clarify that home health will be short-term and the mobile outpatient will be longer-term. But yeah, Tammy, I totally think that scenario that you painted is true more often than not as our patients age. they Something happens and the kids have no idea how to handle it. So it's great to be able to provide resources and to have an educated opinion about whether or not that person's going to make it at home or what services they need in order to stay home. Well, wonderful. These are such great tips to share. And I was wondering if you could provide some of the questions to ask when selecting a provider or contracted therapy services at an assisted living community. That is a good Thoughtful question. Being in-house is super great. If they do truly have therapists in-house, meaning are there physical and occupational therapists there every day? Can they do a high frequency of care? As outpatient therapists, we can do a much higher frequency like four or five days a week if the therapist deems it necessary. I would say those are the most two two important things because just because there's a Company contracted doesn't mean they're staff or that the therapists are actually there every day. And then doing that high frequency of care with both disciplines. Oftentimes people, they don't realize what OT is. So they'll just think that physical therapy is sufficient. But just because you can squat up and down 20 times holding onto a rail in the hallway 
doesn't mean you can walk into the bathroom, undo your pants, pull them down, squat down to the toilet, stand back up, pull up your pants. I mean, there's a lot more function that goes into a task. So make sure OT is in your plan of care. Pammy, what are some additional questions that you you would like to relate to our listeners about just when they're, they're selecting an assisted living community that you know, offers therapy or has in-house therapy service uh, solutions. I would go back to kind of the same topics that Regina covered, and that's making sure if I'm I'm going to move into an assisted living community, how often will I be able to see the therapists? Are they there every day? Who determines how many visits or how many sessions I receive? Uh, how long will that engagement last? What should I expect my recovery time to be? And that's something that I would be talking with the therapists about. Mm -hmm. um, are there co-pays that I need to consider uh, that are not covered by the insurance? There's also understanding that the company that's on site does not work for the assisted living community. Often a family will look at assisted living and they're viewing it in the same vein that they would view a rehab facility that, oh, well, just like when I was at the rehab facility, you're going to have nurses that check on me. You're going to have therapy. I'm going to get a weekly report. Mm -hmm. This is a different environment. The assisted living is responsible for the custodial side of care, the help with bathing, dressing, grooming, transferring, housekeeping. The therapists and other medical professionals are there so you don't have to leave the building to seek that kind of care. Those were super good points, Tammy, especially when you said talking to the therapist. The staff at the assisted living being separate, they're not going to know the answers about what insurance will cover, about what the plan of care is going to look like, what the recovery time should be. So yeah, I would say consulting with the therapy team. And, you know, you always want to do that. I would say one good piece of advice for family members is as soon as something happens, start talking to a rehab team because likely you're going to need a rehab team. So start putting a plan in place now and don't wait until you find out the discharge date. So thank you for sharing, Tammy and Regina, these helpful questions. I was wondering other resources for older adults and caregivers so they can learn more about therapy services. What do you recommend? The easiest thing to do is to call a therapy company and see what they offer, of course. You could research online. There are tons of resources available about the rehab field, as well as lots of fun videos. I think, honestly, that Tammy is a fabulous resource. She doesn't know about just assisted livings or just home care company. She knows about a huge variety of resources. So calling someone within the community, such as Tammy and Care Patrol, they know a lot of other resources who they can reach out to, like individuals. Individuals are usually the very best source of support. So Tammy, can you share any other helpful resources that you share with your clients? Goodness, that's an open-ended question. So yes, you know, part of our service is other services for older adults. So there's a myriad of options from downsizing experts to move managers to therapy solutions to assisted living, personal care homes, elder law attorneys. So a myriad of other things that impact an older adult's life and help families find 
an overall care solution. Yeah, very good. So it's really what the big takeaway that I'm hearing is just it's it's good to reach out to those local experts, to your care patrol resource and other therapy companies that may be local for that individual. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Very much. So Regina and Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with our audience about therapy services and all the resources, but most importantly, the great questions to ask about therapy services and to be proactive. Thank you, Cheryl. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tammy and Regina, for joining us today and providing helpful resources to help older adults thrive. Visit MyCareAdvisors.com to hear this episode and find more helpful resources. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this quote from C.S. Lewis. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.